Today on Maine Calling, our Passions and Pastimes series focuses on toboggan racing. If you're moving 40 miles per hour, chances are you're in a motor vehicle safely strapped in behind a seatbelt. After all, that is the prudent way to travel so fast. But this weekend in Camden, hundreds of people will hit those speeds without any kind of motor. They'll climb onto a homemade sled called a toboggan, hang on for dear life, and careem down a 400-foot long icy chute. I'm Jennifer Rooks. Today on Main Calling, we meet some of the speed demons and woodworking enthusiasts taking part in the National Toboggan Championships this weekend in Camden. We'll learn about the roots of this sport and the Camden event and what makes for a good toboggan racer. It's part of our Passions and Pastimes series, and it's just ahead. Maine Calling on Demand is made possible by Maine Seacoast Mission, strengthening Maine's coastal and island communities through education, health, and support. Learn more at seacoastmission.org. And by Maine Farmland Trust, working with farmers to grow the future of farming and food in Maine. Learn how you can get involved at mainefarmlandtrust.org learn. I'm Jennifer Rooks, and this is Maine Calling. The thrill of speeding fast down a steep, icy chute is what tobogganing is all about, or toboggan racing. We'll learn what goes into toboggan racing and find out what is in store this weekend at the U.S. National Toboggan Championships in Camden. This show is part of our series this year, Passions and Pastimes. My guests for the hour, Holly Anderson, Assistant Director of the Camden Snowball and Chairwoman of the Organizing Committee for the U.S. National Toboggan Championships, and Miley Buker, leader of a Flying Flock Toboggan Team from Portland competing in the championships in Camden. By day, she is a marketing professional. We invite you to join the conversation. Do you have memories of tobogganing when you were younger? Have you ever tried toboggan racing? Are you taking part this weekend in Camden? Send us a brief email, talk at mainpublic.org. Post a comment on Facebook or Instagram, or give us a call at 1-800-399-3566. 1-800-399-3566. That's a different phone number than the pledge phone number. And I'll say it one more time, 1-800-399-3566. Welcome to both of you. Thank you so much for joining us for the hour. Um, Holly, I'll start with you. I understand you are the mayor of Toboggenville. Do I have that right? That is correct. I, I have been dubbed the mayor of Toboggenville for uh, the last few years. <laughs> well, tell us, tell us if somebody has not been there, what's going to happen at Camden this weekend? Um, it's not going to be a sleepy little seaside town, is it? No, you're going to all of a sudden, if you haven't already this week, you're going to start seeing lots of toboggans tied on top of cars as if they were Christmas trees. So, uh, yeah, the down is going to be filled with uh, lots of people looking for, for things to eat and places to, you know, where are they supposed to be going? Um, it's going to be a little bit chaotic, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we've got a lot of racers coming into town, a huge field of people. Uh, we're sold out on 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 most of the divisions of teams, so um, it's going to be a little bit wild, but it's going to be a, an awful lot of fun out here, and the weather's perfect. How many racers? How many spectators? 
So we have uh, 375 teams right now. That is about 1,200 racers. Um, and, you know, we could have three, 4,000 people easy out here. Uh, the weather's just so beautiful this weekend, and that always brings out lots of spectators to come and watch the races. So, Miley, you're going to be one of those 1,200 people. <laughs> Tell us how you got involved in toboggan racing. Oh, yeah, you bet. Oh, my gosh, what a journey it's been. But I, first, I just want to say um, thank you, um, Holly, for all that you've done. You wear so many hats. Thank you to the toboggan committee all the volunteers and all the competitors were so very grateful to be um, involved with this and uh, participate. Um, also, thank you, Cindy, Han, Jennifer, and the others on main calling. So I'm a captain of an all-women's toboggan team. <clears throat> we call ourselves a flying flock. So we are feathered friends. There's three flamingos and three ducks. Um, we have a couple of original members from 2019, from when we were a band of pink flamingos. Some would call us misfit flamingos. Um, at that point, a lot of people questioned why we would gather in the coldest, darkest months, darkest months of the year to, to hurdle ourselves down an icy wooden chute at 40 miles an hour on nothing but planks. Well, we learned that flamingos are never to be underestimated. I've got more to, to share on that. Well, let me let me just say for our audience, Miley, because I can see you on Zoom, but the audience cannot see you. You are wearing a bright pink sweater right now. Will you be dressed like a flamingo as you um, race this weekend? Well, as I said, we have three flamingos and uh, hot pink snowsuits with flamingos on our heads. And we have three ducks that will be in duck feathers. And people have described us in the toboggan shoot in the past as a one big hot pink puff pastry braid, but now we've got a yellow cream filling. So we're very bright to really stand out and uh, we have a lot of lot of fun with it. So, yeah. So, so why do you do it? Are you in it to win? <laughs> we get asked that question a lot and we ask ourselves um, the question a lot. So for us, it's really more about the journey and the flight path we're on than the coveted trophy. But don't get me wrong, we're still super competitive, but we're in it for the fun, um, to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone, to support each other in doing something greater than each of us and to grow some new feathers. We really love the thrill of the ride, uh, relying on each other to get through life's bumps um, in and out of the chute as we fly together in places we've never been physically, emotionally, and spiritually. That's very um, inspiring, Miley. I'm going to ask, I want to ask about strategy and practice and all that, but I want to sort of circle back to Holly for some background. Um, I understand, Holly, that toboggans themselves have been around for a very long time, that many Native Americans use toboggans, and this is the where they were invented. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then, you know, we decided to just have fun on them. And I guess they probably did, too, back in the day. Uh, you know, why not ride your toboggan down while you're trying to bring things, you know, from one encampment to another? So, um, you know, but we've always as kids, um, you know, you look out the door and there's snow and it's the first thing the little kid says is, oh, we can go outside and sled today. And that's really what this is. You know, this is a bunch of kids 
um, acting as adults, uh, you know, out here just having a good time. And, um, you know, the fact that we, that we get to do this competitively, um, but the, the toboggan shoot was built, um, you know, in, in 1936, um, and it's 400 feet long. It's a wooden shoot. Um, I've done a little bit of research. I can't really find any other shoot like it, uh, around the country. Um, and, and I, and, and it's gravity driven. Um, so there are other shoots where, you know, you get, you get at the top of it, there's air that blows up, um, that kind of helps you get down the chute. Um, they push you down. We drop you down like a, like a, a teeter totter. Um, you're on the, you're on the, the heavy side of the teeter totter, hopefully, and it drops you into the chute. And, um, that's, that's the gravity driven piece of it. And then it's all up to you and your team to get you down, um, with a good time. Uh, and hopefully with a little bit of help from the weather, um, you know, we, we like the snow here because it makes everything look pretty, but in reality, we want it cold. We want the ice uh, because you're sliding uh, the, the the ash of a toboggan, a traditional toboggan is sliding on ice. And that's what you need to get down onto, onto Hosmer Pond. Mm-hmm. That's right. The chute goes out onto Hosmer Pond. Um, Holly, I, I, you mentioned that the chute was built in 1936. And, and I was reading an Encyclopedia Britannica article this morning that said 100 years ago, toboggan racing was a thing. I mean, it was something very popular and that people did it um, in many places. The Camden Snowball in, in some ways has, has really resurrected that. Well, yeah, I mean, there was there was back in the 30s, they did a winter carnival out here on Hosmer Pond. They had ski joring with horses and, you know, skiers racing. They had um, hockey, not only about the, that they had hockey games, but they had, they had ice games out there. They had a whole pageantry. I mean, and, and the toboggan shoot was really celebrated. Um, and it's, it's had its days um, over the years, over the decades. Um, it was rebuilt in the eighties when it had kind of fallen apart. It's tucked back in the woods. So, um, you know, and it, it's a, it's an extension of, or an additional activity here at the snowball where we've got skiing and, and snowboarding. Um, but, um, it's really, it's really lasted the test of time. And I think, um, the Toboggan Nationals, obviously with our 33rd year this year, um, we've really lasted the test of time. And I think it's, it's just, it, it is such a fun thing to do that you want to keep doing it. Okay, so Miley, I've got to ask you, how does one practice for toboggan racing? <laughs> well, um, let's say, well, a couple of years ago, actually, I think it was three years ago, um, we, there are five of us that summited, summited Mount Katahdin. And so we felt our feathers were very fluffed. Um, we felt very accomplished with that. And we felt that made us, we learned a lot about ourselves and each other and really building the trust that is inherent um, in really forming a team, a team that's, you know, that will win, but also has a lot of fun on that, on that journey. Last year, we went snow tubing, screaming all the way down the hill. Um, it was a thrilling ride. And we realized we like to go fast. Uh, you this did year what? We- you went what? We went down a snow tubing hill. Oh, snow Windham. tubing. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Go on. Uh, we changed out the wooden plug planks for, for some rubber tires and went flying down the hill, screaming all the way. So that was a lot of fun. And this year, um, our approach was a little bit more zen-like. 
um, we went uh, snowshoeing out at, out at Pineland Farms, and we had a lot of fun with that. Our training and our time together, you know, in or out of the shoot is really about building trust and forming that bond because, you know, when you're in that shoot where you're nestled into each other, where you're holding each other tight and you're focused um, and you want to, you know, uh, be one, be, be a team, it's really important to build that kind of trust and that understanding to support each other in or out of the shoot. All right. So, so what is your strategy? <laughs> this weekend, <laughs> what's your strategy? What are you thinking at the, when you're at the top of the um, at the top of the shoot? Well, um, our little winged menagerie of, of uh, ducks and flamingos. By the way, we do, we believe in a democracy of feathers. No matter the color of your feathers and wherever you fly, you know, um, it. Um, you know, it all matters. Um, we like to take the higher flight, flight, can't talk, flight path and fly together to really navigate this, you know, increasingly polarized world. The strategy that uh, that we're taking this year, we've got a couple of things going on. We commissioned a new toboggan by master toboggan craftsman, uh, Doug Fagley, who's been competing and building sleds for the last 20 years. And he's built us a, a beauty, all 11 feet of walnut, ash, and, uh, and maple. We're really excited about that, um, especially, uh, especially the, the pad. Um, the fabric was sourced by one of our team members who is an interior designer, Lisa Teague, who has impeccable taste. And so it's a striped pink and yellow pad, of course. And I think that'll do a lot to protect um, um, our assets, if you will. So, uh, so Maley's Maley's giving a lot of um, a lot of really kind of the one the one thing I want to interject in here is that there are a lot of people that wear Carhartts, that wear Dickies, that um, there are big beefy guys that are also practicing how to load on a toboggan, how to nestle in with each other so that they don't make a you know any kind of movement as they go down the chute. Um, you know this. The, the, the great thing about toboggan racing is it does not take, um, it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of, um, I, I hesitate to say skill, but it does take some, some, some practice. Um, and, um, and just some, some real bravery, which I think also Maley is, is, is sharing with us is that the bravery and, and the camaraderie. Well, Holly, that's what I wanted. You, you kind of touched on what my follow-up question for you was going to be, which is you mentioned gravity playing a big role. And are the winners usually, let's put it this way, the heaviest team just because <laughs> gravity is, uh, you know, pulling them a little faster? Well, the, the, the thing is, is that, you know, you're traveling 400 feet. And by the time you get to the end, I mean, you think about gravity, uh, a rolling stone is going to roll a lot faster when it gets, you know, to the bottom of the hill than when it starts at the top. So if you do have that weight, um, the theory is, or the thinking is, um, is that you you do do better. And and the bigger teams, um, they're they're you know that's why we have the divisions. We've got two person divisions, three person, and four person because they really do set their own kind of times um, in divisions like that. All right. So, well, we do need to take a break, but we're talking about toboggan racing on Maine Calling, and we'd love you to take part. But first. A quick break for our winter warm-up pledge drive. Listener support brings us Maine Calling with help from Road Scholar. 
dedicated to creating educational travel adventures for adults around the world. ROADScholar.org slash travel now. And Lee Auto Malls, featuring the new Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE plug-in hybrid at locations in Auburn and Westbrook. LeeAuto.com. It doesn't take a lot of skill, but maybe just a little bravery. It seems like that would describe so many things. But in this case, we're talking about toboggan racing, which is the topic of today's main calling. Hi, I'm Keith Shortall, senior editor here at Maine Public, and I'm here with my colleague Luke Merkel. And we're taking just a few minutes out of the program here for our warm-up drive to encourage you to take this opportunity to show your support from learning about today toboggan racing um luke i just a a, a quick personal story i Mm, grew up near the snow bowl Uh, my kids learned to ski at the snow bowl uh in camden i I live near the snow bowl and according to family lore uh, my grandfather who was from norway the country not the town (laughs) helped to build he was a ski jumper and helped to build a ski jump at the snow bowl in its early days maybe the 30s i'm not I can't vouch for this. Vouch for the story. My my family is not a trusted source of news, uh, but anyway, the point of all this is that the snowball is a community hub, and it's worth paying attention to, worth giving airtime to, worth talking about, and that's why we're here also, um, for on behalf of Maine Public, which is also a bit of a, of a community hub. One eight hundred eight six six fourteen seventy five or at mainepublic.org. And we want to clarify that 1-800-866-1475 is our pledge drive number to support Maine Calling, to support Maine Public Radio. And that is a different number than the, the number to call in to contribute to Maine Calling. So again, the number to uh, donate to this winter warm-up drive is 1-800-866-1475. Keith, I love that story about your connection to Camden and to uh, the Snow Bowl and about how much community plays a part in this event and in uh, that in the greater Camden community. Um, and Maine Calling obviously plays just such an important role as a program um, in engaging with all Mainers in topics, a wide range of topics that are all relevant to the people of Maine. And that's really why we're here. That's why uh, you've been doing this important work. And um, and Keith is obviously, uh, you go way back with Maine Calling, about yeah. 10 years, right? Yes, I did the, yeah, the very first show 10 years ago. Uh, and I still, I'm still a, a host occasionally mm-hmm. and, uh, and work with the team. Um, you know, and it, you know, it reminds me, we are a bit of a, a toboggan team mm-hmm. uh, as we're, we're trying to get down the hill. But, but it takes more than gravity in the case of Maine Calling. Uh, it takes the, the entire team, Cindy, uh, Han, Jen, Rooks, our uh, executive uh, producer Jonathan Smith, all working all the time to bring these conversations together, to conceive of them, to find the guests, and to um, and to put them together into a program that that encourages participation from you, the one listening to my voice right now. You're part of this program, truly. Uh, we, we use it as a metaphor, as a team, but truly a part of the team. 1-800-866-1475 or mainpublic.org. Yeah, you could say that you, our community, are the ice. You are the gravity that helps the toboggan that is main calling um, do so well and get, get down to the pond really quickly. And the way we've been, reason we've been able to do that um, as a program and as a station 
is because of you. We are community we are community funded and you are the community. 75% of our funding comes from people like you. So please join us in supporting Main Calling and supporting public radio. 1-800-866-1475. You can also go to mainpublic.org to make your secure gift right now. And it really comes down to what you value. Is Maine Calling a part of your day? Uh, do you set your clock by it? Or is it is it your clock? Oh my gosh, I've got to be somewhere because I hear Erwin uh, Gratz leading into the beginning of the program. Um, if that's if that describes you, then now is a great time to show your support for this program and all the programs here at Maine Public. The number, 1-800-866-1475, or go to mainepublic.org. And thank you. Welcome back. This is Maine Calling. I'm Jennifer Rooks. We are learning about toboggan racing, how it works, and what's happening at the U.S. Championships in Camden. With me, Miley Buker with a toboggan team from Portland called a flying flock. They will be racing at the championships this weekend. And Holly Anderson, assistant director of the Camden Snowball, who leads the organizing committee for the U.S. National Toboggan Championships. And she is known as the mayor of Tobogganville. Share your comments and questions. You can send an email to talk at mainpublic.org. Comment on our Facebook page or Instagram, or give us a call at 1-800-399-3566. Joining us now on the line is Jonathan Maxey. He's been a frequent Toboggan Championships winner. He's from Warren and is with Knox Machine Company. Thanks so much for calling in, Jonathan. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. How did you get involved with Toboggan Racing? Yeah, so I got started in Toboggan Racing about... 10 or so years ago when my wife, I, I knew about the race you know, for years growing up in the area, but my wife formed a team and I always thought it was kind of a joke. It's like, what is this? So she dragged me to the event and I immediately saw that not only was this a huge, just a, a big party on the ice and a, 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 a tremendous amount of people, but there was a side of it that a technical side that was like, there was a real race going on here. So I immediately was, like I got I have to start my own team and get involved in this. So the next year we we bought a toboggan at a yard sale, did a little bit of modif- modifying to it. We did make the finals which is held on Sunday and we finished last. So I knew okay, I've learned some things. I I have to jump into this with both feet and I started then I started kind of committing a lot of my life to <laughs> trying to be competitive in the U.S. National Toboggan Championships. Oh, my. Your hus- your wife never knew what was up when she uh, dragged you to that first race and what it was going to lead no. to. Um, so because of your multiple wins, I have to ask you, what's the key to doing well, or is that a secret you're not going to share? There's a lot of secrets that we've learned over the years. It's challenging because you'll you'll learn something one year and then you got to wait a whole year to try it again. And then conditions might be different or whatnot, but we've kind of got a formula. We have, I have a good, a great team of people around me that our team of eight of us that compete, we build our own toboggan. I have built 11 of these, eight of which I've cut the tree down myself. So start from, the tree, <laughs> you got to find the perfect ash, native Maine ash tree, and then go, you know, go from there. It's, it's, it's similar to building a boat or a piece of heirloom furniture, which is crazy because 
you finish these things completely perfect. They're perfectly straight. Everything's just absolutely perfect. And then you send it down a 440-foot ice chute with four of your friends, <laughs> and uh, it gets all beat up. But that's what it takes to, to be victorious. I'm going to bring Holly in here. Holly, I understand that... Um... Well, I just want to ask you, how do others who are racing feel about Jonathan? Well, you know, Jonathan's kind of coming around full circle because, um, you know, he started out with sort of this humble beginning, but now and is now like this, you know, big racer. Um, but uh, he's also on the committee. He started, He, you know, he's a, he's a big helper. We, this, this whole event happens, um, you know, a lot of it, it relies on volunteers helping put everything together, make ice in the chute hang hang banners put up parking signs sell souvenirs and jonathan is has uh has joined the committee and and he now um is the person that i go to when someone calls me with a question about you know how to uh they're building their own toboggan and what does this rule mean and can they get away with this if they want to do that and so john really um is advising other is other advising other teams on on how to build their toboggans which i think is really wonderful um, that being said, um, I know that he's not giving them all of his secrets. And I have heard from a lot of teams that John is the one that they're gunning for. They want to knock him off the top and, uh, and take over. Um, so it, it, and that's, that's that part of the competition where John was saying that it's, it, it is a serious competition. And we've got a lot of, there's a lot of teams that only come to race on and ride on Saturday. They don't care if they make it into the finals. Um, they're just here for the, you know, they're here to bring their friends and their family with them and have a good time and go down the chute a couple times because literally that's all they get to do is two times um, before the finals. And so, okay. yeah. In, well, and, Jonathan, uh, I have to ask you, you know, when you hear that people are gunning for you, are you, um, you know, uh, are you sort of like going to talk trash with them or are you like, bring it on? Yeah, I don't, I'm not so much talk trash. I've become close friends with the people that I tried to knock off the top, you know, because everybody's always gunning. There's over the years of this event since 1990, 91, there's always been somebody at the po on the top. So, you know, it just improves, it makes the competition better. Uh, you know, the next, the next group of people that's gunning for us, it's the spirit of competition. I think it's great. They're They'll they'll build a better toboggan. They'll think they'll figure something out. It just makes the competition that much better. And and as Holly said, I I have a I have a great knowledge of the rules. I know most of them off the top of my head. So I'm always happy to help and give tips where I can, you know, to somebody up and coming and like we did at one point ten years ago. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Jonathan. Good luck this weekend and uh, have fun. Jonathan Maxey is. Uh, toboggan racing champion from Warren. Uh, we're going to go to Edwin, who's calling from Cape Elizabeth. Hi, Edwin. Go ahead. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the call. I love your program. I'm the executive director of Hogfish, uh, a community-based uh, regenerative arts organization in Cape. And I was just wondering, I'm going to be there this weekend for the event, and I know it's important to the Midcoast. And I was wondering, Miley, how is a flying flock involved in supporting the community? Oh, wow. Um, great question, Edwin. Thank you for asking that. Um, I will say this, half of our team um, either live or do work in the mid coast, and then uh, the other half live in 
Southern Maine. And we felt it was very important to support the community. Um, we've done fundraisers um, for a couple of years and we wanted to really um, take it up a notch this year. You know, we're not there every weekend to help volunteer. And this event is very volunteer orientated. And um, it is really a, a big deal for the Midcoast community and particularly in Camden. So um, we um, opted to um, kind of create a, a fundraising campaign to support the dreams and, and on snow passions for young girls in grades five through eight to pursue um, snow sports um, through Camden Snowball Ski and Snowboard Development Programs. So we are the, a flying flock in our fundraising campaign are raising funds for scholarships for these kids um, with Holly's help. Um, and this will be for, for next year. So um, it's something that we really believe in. We've really put a lot of time and effort into this and really hoping that people will will step up. So if you go to, for listeners, if you go to a flying flock, either our Facebook page or our Instagram page, you can donate. If social media is not your thing, you can direct, uh, donate directly to Ragged Mountain Ski and Snowboard Club. Um, you can email me and I can put you in touch with uh, their board of directors. And so that would be Miley at MileyBuker.com is my email, M-A-I-L-E at M-A-I-L-E. B-U-K-E-R.com. We really believe in these kids and we want to grow the next generation of future um, future women tobogganers. Great, great. Edwin, thanks so much for your call. We're going now to Bella Ferracci, who is director of the Apprentice Shop, where they teach workshops in boat building and tobago, toboggan making, among other things. Thanks so much for calling in, Bella. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, tell us what the apprentice shop does and um, how what you do most of the year relates to toboggan making. Uh, yeah, so so the apprentice shop is a nonprofit here in Rockland, and um, we teach uh, seamanship and boat building primarily. Um, we're a place where anyone can come, regardless of skill. Um, to experience the challenges and rewards in boat building and seamanship. And so then how does toboggan building fit into that picture? Uh, well, we're a year-round operation. So in the wintertime, it makes sense to build things that can be used in the winter. And so for over a decade, we've been building toboggans uh, and have a lot of those toboggans go on to perform in the Toboggan Nationals. So we teach workshops on the weekends to groups, uh, teams. They can be families. They oftentimes are families, or they can just be a group of friends who want to build a toboggan and race it or just take it home. We also teach toboggan building to youth in local schools, middle schools and high schoolers from currently we work with St. George, uh, Oceanside and Nobleboro, and they're building toboggans with us. And there will be five teams of youth uh, participants out on the shoot this coming weekend. All right. Um, so, do most are most of these toboggans um, handmade? Are most of them made either by the yes. people who are riding them or by somebody who they they know? Oh yeah, absolutely. All of these toboggans are handmade. We start with. Uh, raw lumber so we don't go out 
currently and cut down a tree um, like our your previous caller, Jonathan. But we do start with wood that has been sourced here locally. We work with red oak because we have a good source for that. And we start with milling that material and bending it, steam bending it, and riveting uh, the slats to cross pieces and, you know, putting on the uh, rope that's used um, on the toboggan and finishing them. So it's all done from start to finish here at the apprentice shop with the participants. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Bella. Bella Faraci with the Apprentice Shop in Rockland. Um, we will go to Carla, who's calling from Camden. Hi, Carla. Go ahead. Hi. I want to echo what um, John, Maxie, and Holly said about sharing their expertise, but just to the point where we're not going to beat them. So if John wants to come back on and talk about wax, that would be great. Um, <laughs> But the most important thing about the Toboggan Nationals to me is that bringing together friends and family, we have people that have come in from Florida, Maryland. We have someone, my daughter and her friends, one of them coming in from Washington State for the weekend, um, people from D.C. Like coming to a community where it's, it's all about getting outside and enjoying each other's company and having a little fun and a cold season and that just doesn't happen often enough. So we're really thankful that that's here, and we love it. Well, Carla, thanks for calling in. Holly, what would you like to add to what Carla said? Well, I was going to say that just looking at the team the team roster, you know, over 50% of our racers, uh, our teams are from out of state. Um, it's, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge event um, in terms of really bringing people in from away. Um, and the great thing is that when they come, to watch the race, they return to race the race. And that has proven year after year after year for the 20 some years I've been doing this. All right, and you said, um, and, and Miley Carla said something about wax. What do you want to tell us about wax? <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I can't talk too much about this, but I will say that um, this year, we're going to try since we have a new toboggan. By the way, we need a name for it. So if any listeners have ideas, drop a comment into the main calling post. But um, we're going to try, we've got a top secret wax formula. Um, it was created um, by a friend of a friend who has a PhD in chemistry. But he also happens to be the owner of a a wax company that supplies um, products to most of the World Cup ski teams, oh. and uh, and my my background is ski racing and and running ski events and programs. I was in the industry for a number okay. of years, and so been around wax a little bit. But um, so we're going we'll to be see what we'll be watching ski. your wax, Miley. We got to go to a break. Um, we'll be right back. We're talking about toboggan racing on Main Calling. Listener support brings us Maine Calling with help from Farnsworth Art Museum, inviting you to First Fridays every month of the year for free. Art, community, and more. FarnsworthArtMuseum.org. And Evergreen Home Performance, helping Maine meet climate action goals with efficiency Maine home insulation rebates. More at EvergreenYourHome.com. You're listening to Maine Public Radio, where we are on our first day of the winter warm-up drive. My name is Luke Merkel. I'm joined in studio by senior news editor Keith Shortle. Um, and we're here to ask for your support, for your support of Maine Public Radio, for your support of Maine Calling, a program that you count on each and every day to have engaging, 
conversations, enlightening conversations about a wide range of topic. And Keith, when I've been listening to this conversation, there's a couple of, of points that really stuck out to me about how the toboggan race is more about the journey, about how it's about training the next generation or inspiring the next tr generation of women toboggan racers. Um, you know, what we're here to do is today is help you enjoy the journey with me by delivering trusted, uh, engaging content. And we're also trying to get, you know, keep it strong so that the next generation of public radio listeners um, can can enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Apt analogy. And in fact, our, our producer here, Kurt Chadborn, pointed out during the break that we're kind of like a toboggan. Mm. But we have, have we have 50,000 households on the toboggan. So it's a big toboggan. And we're just taking a break here to wax that toboggan, basically. <laughs> to get to the bottom of the hill. Uh, the, uh, but you can help us wax that giant toboggan by uh, giving us a call at 1-800-866-1475 or going to mainpublic.org. It's quick, it's easy, and it's very much appreciated. Yeah, when you make that call, you're helping um, deliver Maine Calling, um, not only into your own household as a member, but in so that other people in your community across the state of Maine have access to Maine Calling free over the air. It's such a vital service and we, we, we deliver it each and every day because of you, because of our member support. Again, that 75% of that support comes from our members just like you. So please, won't you be that next team member? Won't you please be that next member? The way to do that is by calling 1-800-866-1475. You can also make that gift at mainpublic.org. And become an evergreen friend. Just figure out how much you can afford to set aside uh, each month. Maybe it's 10, 20, 25. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you join the team. 1-800-866-1475 or mainpublic.org. And welcome back. I'm Jennifer Rooks. This is Maine Calling. We are talking about toboggan racing. If you are quick, you can join the conversation. 1-800-399-3566. Again, 1-800-399-3566. If you're really quick, you can send a brief email to talk at mainpublic.org. Our guest, Holly Anderson, the mayor of Debogginville. She's also with the Camden Snowball officially. And Miley Buker with the Portland Toboggan team, a flying flock. And they will be at the championships in Camden with a new wax on their toboggan sled. Um, Holly, I want to ask you about... Um, um about the overall race uh M miley was talking about the money that they are raising for a specific program for young women and girls but the overall race benefits the camden snowball which is a nonprofit, correct it does it does and for for a number of years i mean we've got about a ninety hundred thousand dollar budget for this event and and we end up bringing back um, over the last few years about forty to sixty thousand um, dollars into the Snowbowl's uh, bottom line and into the budget. Um, the Snowbowl is owned and operated by the town of Camden. So during the off season, um, I'm a Parks and Rec director, um, and um, so you know the 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 Toboggan National is um, our major fundraiser for the Snowbowl. Um, and, um, so it, it's, it's very much, uh, very much a necessity, uh, for the community to, to offset some of the expenses that we have out here at the snowball. 
All right. And I also wanted to ask you earlier on the program, I think I said something that technically is not accurate. If you're a physics uh, person, I said that the gravity would make a heavier sled faster. It is not the gravity because as we all know, uh, uh, gravity is the same for all masses, but it is a matter of momentum and something about the friction. And it is an advantage to be a heavier, longer sled, correct? It is a mathematical equation, and I don't really want to do math right now. It's too close to, do <laughs> to think about that. And I also just wanted to add about the financial piece. You know, the um, the Snowball, you know, we, we uh, the West Bay Rotary Club, Habitat for Humanity, the Lions Club, um, there are a lot of organizations that donate their time and their and their resources to, to help put on the event, um, work some of those really tough jobs like the parking lot, um, but we also, you know, we share in the revenue that comes from those things with those organizations, which then goes right back into the community. So um, you know, that, that's a really important thing um, that, that we, we really appreciate and, uh, and really rely on as well. One thing we haven't talked about, and Miley, I'm going to toss this one to you, is um, safety. We mm. have some spectacular wipeouts sometimes. Um, have you been part of one of those? And uh, have you ever you know, bit a little worried? Um, yes, um, I, you know, I, I would be lying if I didn't say we didn't, haven't had wipeouts. It's usually on the ice in the run out. Um, and, you know, the, the, the race is not over. You're not done until you come to a stop. So it requires a well-coordinated exit strategy and good communication. The thing is when you're going really fast on ice, there's this noise and sound so audibles can't be heard so it's important to have the physical um you know pets to i think to coordinate uh, a bailout at the same time on the same side oh and so, so it's important to all get out on the same side holly oh i'll just add to you i mean you're you're traveling 30 you know 30 35 miles an hour you're just you're literally laying on planks and you're wrapped you know you've got your arms and legs wrapped around the people in front of you or the people have them wrapped around behind you and and you know we 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 do have injuries caused when people put out an arm um because you know or put out a foot um and they'll get caught going down that chute so it's it's not without its inherent dangers much like we all um you know had when we were you know sledding as kids in the woods We'll go to Douglas, who's calling from Dover Foxcroft. Hi, Douglas. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. Uh, first, uh, I applaud everybody for the courage to, you know, be involved in such an amazing opportunity like Camden. That's so cool. Um, I run an ice dance company called Ice Dance International, and uh, a lot of what we think about on ice is how to develop speed and how to, you know, generate power. And I'm interested in, you know, perhaps from Miley and, you know, the, the ladies' teams that, you know, how do they go faster? How, you know, do they have a strategy for the weight that, you know, the other guy was talking about? Um, how do you develop, you know, more speed? Miley, is it is it about tucking in a certain way or making yourself aerodynamic? Um, I would say a little bit of both. Aerodynamic, for sure. We all have to be, like, tucked in. Um, we're literally nested in each other's arms, our heads in our, each other's crotches, and we're, we're as tight as we possibly can be. And I think about it as the ultimate crunch, too, because we got a little bit of a curl to keep everybody on, the, everybody on the sled. And then we also have always played with the weight thing, you know, more weight in the front or in the middle. 
So that's something we're still still trying to crack the code on. Um, but it's there's always a degree of uh, unpredictability um, in this as being prepared for the unexpected and the unknown, which is the key to success. Holly. The, the other piece is, is the toboggans themselves. I mean, a lot goes into, um, you know, the thinking about how to build these toboggans, um, the rigidity of the toboggan. Um, the width, you know, we've got maximums and minimums of widths and lengths, and we have a, a weight maximum. Years ago, we had a team that brought in a toboggan that was made of ironwood. It weighed so much, and I was actually working at the top of the chute that year, and I had to lift that thing over and over and over again to put it into the chute to get it ready to launch. And that thing was massive, and it won everything because it was so big. But it was also really rigid. And I think that there's a lot of, you know, a lot of teams are going to be out scouting to see what the winning teams are doing, because it's one thing to be really, you know, it, there are a lot of factors, but but those toboggans, um, there's a lot of thinking that goes into them. And I think John has, John and the Whiskey on Ice team has done a lot um, of, of really a good engineering to figure out what that what that is. And, I, and then, of course, you got the special sauce on the bottom of them, you know, whether you're putting polyurethane or moose fat or you know special <laughs> ski wax who knows what goes on them um any any combination of the three probably so there's a lot of things that go into it douglas thanks for your call an email here from maura uh i competed for the first time back in 2014 with a gr group of nurse scientists from yale we bought a toboggan online that turned out to be a real lemon in desperation, we asked a group of other competitors from Rhode Island, the Super Adventure Danger League, for some tools to fix our sled. Instead, in what we learned is the spirit of the championships, they loaned us one of theirs, the Edmund Fitzgerald. We ended up being the second fastest women's team in the nation that year. Later, around 2016, I sponsored a team from Surrey, Surrey with the binge on hops, who won the championship for oldest team. I think the average was about 76. They were later invited to the Maine Gerontological Society's annual meeting to demonstrate their remarkable strength and sense of adventure. The Gerontological Society was very impressed with the elder engineers on the team who designed and built the toboggan. Very exciting stuff. Maura, thanks so much for sharing those stories and uh, so much to work with there. But Miley, um, it seems to me that maybe the name is one of the most important parts of this whole thing. The name of the team. Yes, like I said, we've uh, evolved to, you know, a flying flock. Um, let's just say we don't take ourselves too seriously. And I think that um, is the difference between us and our our competitors. And so we just try and be ready for whatever Mother Nature throws at us and whatever whatever comes up. Last year, we were locked out of our van, which had all of our gear in it um, an hour before our start. Um, we were fortunately liberated by Team Jaboggin, who uh, broke in and, and helped us out there. And that is the spirit of the championships, teams helping teams, helping each other. We're all this together. We're all on one big toboggan ride of life. So there you are. Lots of metaphors here. Holly, is there a, a team that, um, well, is there a team that's a fan favorite? Uh, if, if not for its speed, it's um, creativity? Oh gosh, it changes every single year. We've got racers that, 
you know, they, they'll come with a particular team name. Let's say Biscuits and Gravy is one of them this year. They're probably going to be dressed as Biscuits and Gravy, I would imagine. But they'll change it up again next year. Um, so it's really hard to know, um, you know, who's going to be a favorite. I mean, there, there are teams that have been here for, you know, 30 years uh, racing. They started as kids. They're now bringing their kids. Um, and and that is, um, you know, the, the Throbbing Boggins and the Big Kahunas are two of the teams that have been here forever that everyone just sort of knows. Um, and so, you know, they but but those those teams, um, the team names are an awful lot of fun to play with. And Holly, we're, we're pretty tight on time, but I have to ask you this. I know that a lot goes into, for example, preparing an Olympic bobset sled track. Uh, when do you start preparing the toboggan shoot and how much goes into that? Well, shoot master Stuart Young, um, he's in charge of the shoot. Uh, he's been building ice uh, since the cold snap last week. Um, we had the rain a couple weeks back, which which melted a lot of the ice in the shoot. So he's been here at four or five o'clock in the morning, literally dribbling from a five gallon bucket and a cup ice down, you know, water down the chute to to build that ice. And it takes days and days and days to do that. So we haven't been able to open up the chute to the public yet um, because we're really getting it ready for um, for the actual race. So but is it, it open it, to the public some years before the race starts? Yeah, some he try, he loves that chute so much and, and he tries to get it open a week or two before, uh, but it will be, we'll have it open next, the following weekend. Uh, for the oh, great. Week. Well, we're out of time, but thank you so much, both of you. That was Holly Anderson, who is the mayor of Tobogganville, also works at the Camden Snowmo Snowball. Miley Buker leads a toboggan team called A Flying Flock. Today's sound engineer was Jane Donahue. Main Calling is produced by Jonathan Smith and Cindy Hahn, and I lied, it wasn't Jane. It was George Thomas. Tomorrow on the program, Arts in Education. I'm Jennifer Rooks, and this is Maine Calling on Maine Public Radio. Listener support brings us Maine Calling with help from Murray Plum and Murray, celebrating 50 years of helping individuals and businesses overcome complex legal problems. MPMLaw.com and Lee Auto Malls, proud to support Maine Public's Political Pulse podcast and newsletter with Steve Missler and Kevin Miller. Learn more at MainePublic.org. Teams helping teams on the toboggan ride of life. Seems apt. That's kind of what we're doing right here. We're actually just taking a few minutes out of our programming here, uh, in this case, uh, main calling, to urge you to take this opportunity to support programs like this and all the programs we have here at Maine Public. Hi, I'm Keith Shortall. I'm senior editor here at Maine Public and for news, I should say, and I'm here with my colleague Luke Merkel. Uh, Luke, another fascinating hour of Maine Calling, but you know, Maine Calling is an hour and there are 23 other hours, as I recall, in the day, all filled with different different programs from different perspectives, different sources, Morning Edition, BBC, Here and Now, uh, On Point, all things considered, we never stop because the news doesn't stop, life doesn't stop, and so we're here to sort of be the eyes and ears for those of you who are, have, are filling their lives with, uh, with other things. Now is your chance to show support for this programming. The number is 1-800-866-1475, or you can go to mainpublic.org. And Keith, I think one of the, um, throughout those 24 hours a day of broadcast that on Maine Public Radio, I think a nice through line is that it's always trusted content. 
you know, whether it's a, it's a, it's an episode of main calling talking about a topic that's relevant to Mainers, whether it's BBC news hour, um, or whether it's morning edition, um, you know, whatever you're tuning into, you can trust main public radio and, um, the public radio network, um, because it's funded by, um, the community and because we rely on community support, we're able to, um, we're able to fund it in a different way. You know, it sounds different. It sounds different because it's funded differently, and we so we really need your support to keep that going. One eight hundred eight six six fourteen seventy five or mainpublic.org is another way you can make your secure gift right now. Um, don't wait. You know, pull over safely uh, during your lunch break. Um, when you get back to work, make that call or go to mainpublic.org. And, you know, tr- tr- being trusted is so important that this pledge drive, we actually have a, um, a way of saying thank you, the main public trusted blend from Coffee by Design. And so if you uh, sign, if you donate now at the $15 a month as an evergreen friend or a $180 annual gift, uh, we'll say thank you by sending you this bag of uh, the Coffee by Design Trust Main Public Radio Trusted Blend. It's a delicious medium roast coffee. Um, you know, thank you to our friends at Coffee by Design, a great partner with us. Um, we'll say we'll say thank you by sending that to you now. We also have Keith. I understand we have a very cozy vest. Yeah, opportunity. yeah. Well, there's there's all yeah. There's another uh, which I think is really cool for thirty one dollars a month or three hundred and sixty five. Uh, $365 a year, and I'm just going to warn you, here comes the foreshadowing. If you make an investment of $31 a month, you see what I did there? So uh, anyway, uh, it's a very cool L.L. Bean fleece vest. Um, which um, I, which you can go, you can go to the website and take pictures of it. But as you, you know, it's LL Bean, so you know it's really well made. It has uh, zip-up pockets. It's navy blue, and it's got a, very, it's got a, it's of course the main public logo on it. But it's very tastefully embroidered on one side of the chest. Um, available in men's and women's sizes. It's, it's really a great cool thing to have and it will say to passers-by and friends you know oh you support main public but it's really what's more important is that it's really just sort of um, I guess a a way to say thank you for supporting our programming 1-800-866-1475 or at mainpublic.org we're really grateful because Mainers take so much pride in their public radio station and we as employees and as as people who work for main public have so much pride because we just know that this service you know, it goes out to so many people across the state free over the air. And because so much of our support, 75% comes from the community, which is not common across public radio member stations across the country. That's an, that's an amazing amount. And because we have so much of our funding that comes from the community, we're really able to do more for the community. You know, we're able to hire more journalists. We're able to start new programs. We're able to expand our public, our main public classical signals. We're able to do more because of you. So please help us do more through the, in the next months, years, and beyond. 1-800-866-1475. And I do, I just have to say from a personal standpoint, I work every day with Jen Rooks, uh, with Cindy Hahn and our executive producer, Jonathan Smith, and they're so into what they do. You know, they take this very seriously. Um, they keep an ear out for, uh, you know, stories that you might not see topping the news all the time, but of course they pay attention to the news as well. I love working with them. Their passion is real. Just take it from me. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of cerebral effort to put these conversations together. They're very committed, and I think it shows. 1-800-866-1475 
or mainpublic.org. You know, again, we have a special uh, exclusive gifts to our winter warm-up drive, the Main Public Trusted Blend for that donation of $15 a month, um, the L.L. Bean Vest with the Main Public logo, $31 a month as an evergreen friend or a $365 a year investment. And again, it's an investment because at when you give that, make that gift and when you make that investment, you're, you, when you turn on Main Public Radio, you know that you help support that and make it, made it happen. 1-800-866-1475.